0: Hello, hello, everybody. Welcome to the St. Podcast. Uh, I am your host, Drew Zimmerman, with my co-host. Hey, guys, it's Ryan Sharp. And uh, we are so excited to be doing a special episode, and we would like to introduce our guest that we have, our first guest on the podcast. I, I'm so humbled and so honored to have him here, because he's such a good friend to me. He always has been. This is Chris Popadak, a.k.a. Poppy from Hawthorne Heights, and the story changes. Yeah, we're just going to go with Poppy today. We're going to go with Poppy. Poppy. He doesn't even like the full name anymore. <laughs> He's so used no, to
1: it. I, I love my full but, name, but Chris is the uh, tour manager and, like, the business guy for my business. Poppy is the guy behind the drum kit. Fair enough. Well, I think you have a little a little housekeeping to do, and then of we'll course. get into it, yeah? Yep,
0: yep, of course, yeah. So, Poppy knows what's up, because this is our second attempt at this at this point. <laughs> Third attempt, I don't know. We, we just between the three of us, we'll figure out how to do things eventually. So we're going to get it. We'll, we'll get it. We'll get it. So, uh, you know, if you're tuning in, thank you so much for tuning in, following us. You know, this is a couple episodes in now. We're getting good responses, good reviews, people starting to, you know, pick up some traction. We appreciate you tuning in wherever you found us. Give us four or five stars. As we always say, we don't care what you say about us. Again, you can, you can say Hawthorne Heights was your favorite band in high school and they'll say, that's fine. You, you know, you could still come hear those same songs and we'll say you should go see those same songs because they still sound really good. So, yeah. So to get into it, I think instead of doing, we, we, we're we going to do, we're going to have Poppy talk about what's going on in his life instead of talking about an underrated band this week. So why, why don't you tell us what's going on with Hawthorne, with Story Changes, with Teamwork Ohio, and we'll, we'll kind of start there.
1: I think we're going to start with Story Changes this time because okay. it's the last thing I got to do the last uh, performance I've done. And uh, I got to play uh, two songs at 10 a.m., maybe, maybe 11 o'clock by the time we were set up. Uh, loaded in, played two songs, loaded out. And uh, it was for like an online show. Super fun. They did like a full recording. And uh, that was great. Uh, we're working on some new songs, so at least trying to do something while we're you know kind of stuck at home. Uh, Teamwork Ohio. That's uh, three guys in Hawthorne. We have a print shop together. And that's what I've been doing every single day: printing t-shirts for bands. Like the band Emery orders so much merch from us. Like they're so busy and doing so well without playing a show. Good on them.
2: <laughs> Bad Christian podcast.
1: The Bad Christian Podcast. Yeah. <laughs> let's let's drop it. I was listening to um a hundred words podcast today with Toby and uh and I miss Emery. We did so much touring with them the last year and a half and I love those guys so much.
2: You guys played full um, albums, then, right? What's that? You did full albums, right? You did the full albums?
1: Yeah, we did the last tour we did, which was this year, it was in January. We did uh, silence and they did the week's end That's awesome. mm-hmm. and Classics. and we just uh i think we flip-flopped every night like we closed one night they closed and we did three legs of that tour the first one was like 10 shows eight or nine sold out the second run was california and back and we did maybe 18 shows and all but two of those sold out this run down to florida and back like Another twelve days, ten of those sold out. So yeah. that was fantastic. It was so much fun. Awesome, man. Um, yeah. So and and then Hawthorne went to Europe, and then we got home like a week before the quarantine went into effect.
0: Thank, thank God, you didn't get stuck in Europe.
1: Yeah, we were uh, we were in Europe when it was all happening, like you know, gallivanting around Germany and like oh. This stuff's getting out of control. <laughs> we should probably. And then we got home, and they put the band Like, you could have, we would have made it home. But if our tour would have lasted longer, we would have been stuck there.
0: That's.
1: We would have had to have come home. But, but yeah, we've been home, and uh, we have two shows. Popcorn has two shows next month at a drive-in. And sponsored by Drive.
0: Sponsored by Drive Through Records. Uh, no. <laughs> no,
1: <laughs> Drive through Records lost their shot years ago. They're out.
0: I know. Yeah, I know. I know. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
1: but yeah, so Hawthorne's got a couple of shows in July, and we're going to get together for the first time in rehearse in about three weeks. First time we'll all be, have been in a room together. You
0: know and Some of my favorite, yeah, some of my favorite, not to cut you off, some of my favorite Hawthorne stories is they would come... I'd book them somewhere, or I'd be playing on a bill with them, and I'd say, hey, you should play this song. And Poppy would be like, we haven't rehearsed that in months. And then they'd play it anyway, and you wouldn't even be able to tell, because they've, <laughs> they've been playing uh, Silence, and um, If Only Real Lonely Front to Back so much lately that they just know all those songs at this point so well.
1: We, we kind of can dip for many of those songs at this point. Yeah. Uh, I, don't, I don't know what we're playing when we do these shows, probably like just the greatest hits, you know, Um, because there's no obligation to play anything specific. When we did the tour in January, it was all it, it was a long set. We did silence and then we did probably 10 songs after that, nine songs after that. Uh, unless Emery was closing, then we would do like maybe six songs after the album. So, but still a lot of songs. Yeah. There's, there, but there's still, there's still a lot of the catalog that I've never even had to play. Right,
0: Cause you started, you started drumming officially in 2014 for them, right?
1: 14. Right. Yeah. Right. When the 10 year anniversary for silence was kicking off my first show on that tour was a silence, a Silence show. So, I had to like step into like anniversary touring, and that lasted for a while. (laughs) I feel like, I mean, you know, we just did an anniversary tour this year. So, minus bad frequencies in that whole album cycle, all of my touring for Hawthorne has pretty much been like kind of album related, you know, anniversary stuff.
0: Bad frequencies, obviously, first album. You've drummed on for them. No, oh, the EPs, no. The, the couple I EPs. On, I
1: was on her. Yep.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, how's it? How's it been now? Getting to write and add your stuff, your flair and your spin on Hawthorne's style.
1: It's cool. I still, I still feel like when Bad Frequencies came out, I wasn't a, like a, an actual member of the band yet. I was still like a touring drummer. So they demoed the album without me and like Mark program, a lot of the drums. And then they said, okay, like you're going to be in the band when this album comes out, here's the songs, learn them and like do your thing to them. Mm. So that they had already like mapped it out. And, but I'm still super happy with that record because I feel like I, they gave me enough time to like work with the demos like Mark's really good at programming drums and he knows how I play because we've been in a band for 15 years together. So he kind of thinks about what I'm going to do in a sense, like, Oh, what would poppy do here? So, um, and you know, and I don't know how we we've, we've written songs right in the last, in the last year or two. So, and I've been a part of that. So I have, finally got my place in the band to some degree, but we we don't jam like a normal band does, you know, we don't get in our room and jam. That's, I like doing that. I like doing that with Mark because me and Mark are just really good at writing off of each other, but that's not the uh, way Hawthorne always works. So got to find your place there.
0: Yeah. So we'll just run down. I did some research. Just for everybody listening, in case you don't know a lot about Hawthorne, this is a list of some stuff that I found that you've done since you joined. So bands they've played with since Poppy has been in the band. Silverstein, a couple times. Newfound Glory, they did the warp 25th Anniversary at the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. They were on Breakfast that Newfound Glory, of course, Chad has. They were on the final Blood Fest, our last night, Rock and the Range, Heaven and Hell Fest, which Marilyn Manson was on that year that so you guys were on that lineup.
1: Not our day, though. Not, Not the your same day. day. Not though. your day, but... I do think so. Who headlined your day? I think it was Ozzy. It, it oh, was Ozzy. Oh, that's, even, that's yeah. even better,
2: though. Come, Come on, brother. <laughs> oh. Yeah, it was...
1: I think it was Ozzy. Oh,
2: and, man.
1: Hey, so... You keep talking. Keep giving me facts. I saw the shirt. I'm going to look at the shirt because I want to know. Oh,
0: he's going to look. Okay. Uh, let's see. So they've done Warped at Sea in 2017. They've, of course, played Warped Tour since. Secondhand Serenade, uh, Red Jumpsuit Apparatus, Bayside, and they were working on going out with them again. Uh, they did a, a date with Blink-182, which was actually in PA. We did
1: three days with them. Thank you very much. There
0: you go. <laughs> he, he's going to hold me to I this
2: one. I knew they were at Sands in Bethlehem. That's what I'll, I I knew that.
1: Okay, so hell and heaven on the fifth of May. We were in Mexico on Cinco de Mayo.
2: Oh, buddy, yes.
1: So, so the 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 head, the big heavy heavy hitters: Ozzy, Megadeth, Gojira, Judas Priest, Marilyn Manson did play that day. Ha. Um. God, there's a lot of... See, I Tenacious D played... Tenacious D had a green room like, really close to us. That was super That's cool. That's
2: hilarious. Jack Black. Wow.
1: Yeah. Oh, my God. Um, L7, Kill Switch Engage. Yeah, it was a... It was a cool festival.
0: That's a cool one, yeah. And then uh, they did a, a, the three-headed tour with the Ataris and Mest, South by So What, and the last one I found since you joined was Motion City Soundtrack. I I oh, that
1: was, yeah, that was our first, uh, our first little run as a four-piece band. Yeah, we've, we've done some, we've done some stuff. I've, I have gotten to do some cool stuff since joining the band. Like, I, I went to Europe with them when I, like, in t- 2010 or 11, I was just their merch guy, and they took me to Europe, and I did not get paid, but it was totally worth it because I got to go to Europe for free. But, you know, I got to go back and play. Like, I don't even know how many times I've been to Europe now. Sounds kind of like, I don't know, it sounds kinda like kind of like makes me sound like a jerk, but it's just like I would have to think about how many times I've gotten to go over there. But, you know, without that band, there's a lot of stuff I wouldn't have done. And the Three Headed Monsters tour is the Poppy Got Gray Hair tour. That was rough. <laughs> It <laughs> was rough
0: Well then that that's a good segue into So the reason we have Poppy here today is we're going to start Doing an, a special episode Every couple episodes we're going to do this thing We're going to call it Worst Gig Ever And we're going to bring in people from different bands And uh, we're going to do Topics and we're going to talk to them about What their worst gig ever Has been or ever so on how many of them they've had I'm sure he's had plenty but First, we're going to do a top five like we always do, and we're going to see. I sent Poppy it. Maybe he'll get in on it with us. be fun. So, Ryan. I got him. Ryan, your top five guy.
2: Absolutely. At first, since I'm only 24 years old, I had to pick Hannah Montana.
0: You didn't even tell us what the top five was.
2: Well, come on now. I, I wanted to give the list first, and then I wanted people to guess oh, what yeah. okay. what the subject was going to okay. be. All right. All, right. All right. I have Hannah Montana, Drake, and Josh. Phoenix and Ferb, thanks to Bowling for Soup. Very Odd Parents, a <laughs> adult favorite. My dad loves it, M.A.S.H., just that instrumental. And then number one for me is Fresh Prince
0: of Bel-Air. So, obviously, for those of you who are paying attention, we're, we're doing top five TV theme songs today. I think Ryan gave us six. You to
2: did. I gave six yeah cheating you're cheating on your I, own thing I'll I'll take out. I'll cheating. take out. I'll take out Hannah Montana. There you go. Leave it with Drake and Josh
0: as number five. All right. Uh, say so you're cheating on your own damn segment. What the hell? All right, bad. So I looked at this from aspect of like pop culture and like how many people would know it versus music, the music in it as well. So number five, I went Game of Thrones. Yeah, I think Game of Thrones is good. I like their intro. Uh, number four, Phineas and Ferb, of course, Bowling for Soup. Jared Reddick, one of the nicest guys I've ever met, probably next to Poppy. Poppy and I. Poppy's done been through a lot of bullshit with me, and I appreciate that. So dealing with, You're very welcome. Uh, dealing with old man Fred down at Park Rock. <laughs> he knows what you're talking about. Oh, he absolutely does. Yeah, yeah, I know. Uh, Fred gives them, he gave them not to the jump subjects, but... Fred is this older guy, he runs this festival called Park Rock, he's a cool guy Like he, he's a civil servant for the US military, he's an engineer, designs jets and stuff, it's really cool, I probably am going to get killed for telling you that, but you know um, and he just, he likes to give back to the area he lives in and put on a music festival a year, so he started he brought me in 2013 to start, 2014 to start booking it and uh, one year I had Hawthorne down with Texas in July and they were at, we were at a baseball field that Fred put us at, and I, I told him I was like, you got to have a green room if we're doing this level of talent. Like, it's not just like bigger regional acts. Like, you should have a green room. He's like, okay. What's he do?
2: Put him in dugout. No, you? no,
0: okay. <laughs> that, that would have been better. <laughs> that would have been better. No, he puts up a pop up canopy and didn't put anything under it. <laughs> oh
2: man, no rider or anything.
0: <laughs> no, they they had some rider stuff. I got the rider stuff, but I'm pretty sure they took it to the the sprinter van. Uh, okay.
1: We did. Anyway. I think they brought a I think they brought a coffee pot that was had never been opened. It was a little coffee maker. Nice. And I was like, well, where's the rest of the stuff? I don't know, we just got you a coffee <laughs> pot. It's on, your, Cause, cause it's on your list.
0: The year they came, they had me double duty. They had me doing booking and then production. So when they got there in the morning, I was already dealing with the stage stuff. <laughs> they came to me. They were like, Hey, Hawthorne needed Hawthorne needed coffee and we went and bought him a coffee maker. I was like, what? <laughs> like, what it's like, who did that? Oh, we sent one of the community service people to go buy it. <laughs> oh, good. That's who, that's who should be dealing with this. Great. I'm glad we're running a great we're running great A operation over here. Gee.
1: That's that's the year JT played solo too, isn't it?
0: He played solo, yeah. He double dipped yep. that year. Yeah. Because yep. originally it was gonna be we'd got JT acoustic. And I was working with Red Jumpsuit to get them to come. And then, like, a month out, they were like, oh, wait, we had another date, and now we can't. I was like, all right, so I got outbid. That's fine. And then I remember talking to Ben, and I was like, hey, since JT's already coming, can I just throw you a couple of extra bucks and have the whole band play out too? He was like, I thought you'd never ask. I was waiting for this, actually. <laughs> That worked he, out. He, well. does,
1: he does. He does better
0: that way. Yeah. So yeah, it made everybody happy, and I got I got to meet, make a couple of good friends out of it at this awesome, point. And man. at this point, that was the first gig I ever did with Hawthorne, and I have either played or booked you guys well over a dozen times at this point, and hung out a few shows and
1: w- worked a couple. And yeah, you've, you've been you've been around. They uh, I uh, I could sit here all
0: night and just Experience. talk about. it. It is. I mean, yeah, I could that's... sit around and talk all night about how much respect I have for this man and how happy I am that he's always been a, a friend to me and, you know, they've always taken care of me. Even even at Warp Tour, he still dealt with my phone call at Warp Tour the one year, even though the 76ers blew his tent over. He still took care of my phone call to make sure I got into Warp Tour.
2: <laughs> oh, he
0: oh. was pissed. That, that. Wait, the Philadelphia 76ers. Uh, we could save that for the okay. actual time. all right, that, all right, I, all right. I, I think that should be one of his worst gigs because he was having a bad it, day. It It, it wasn't. That
1: wasn't even close, but oh. you have to finish your top five.
0: I do have to finish my top sorry. So, uh, number three, Drake and Josh. It's iconic for people our age. Uh, number two, Family Guy. I've always been a big band, sucker for big band music. Um, I like what they do there. And, and, they, and they screw with it sometimes. Like, certain episodes, like the, the one episode they did, they said, oh, well... We had to cut back on budget, so we had to get rid of all the big characters, and then they continued that into the theme song, and they cut, like, half the people in the theme song out, and it was hilarious. <laughs> I, I remember was like, okay.
2: That. I've seen that. Yep.
0: And I had Fresh Prince number one as well, because just everybody knows that. I almost put... It's iconic. I almost put Happy Days instead, yeah, but I felt like that'd be cheating, because I wasn't around for Happy Days the fawns man the yeah well i'm gonna get gi- i'm gonna give mine but i'm gonna give mine in no order okay all right
1: that's <laughs> fine. So, so there's there's no order but i'm what i'm gonna try to do is go from how old i'm gonna try to do it in chronological order like when this show came out i think that's how i'm gonna do it i might get it wrong so <laughs> okay the first one i have is the brady bunch
0: Aha. yeah It's good
1: I'm going to and I don't know if this next one started after but the price is right. Oh. That's a high 10 freaking that's show. That's yeah. incredible.
0: Think about took that. a nice route. Oh now. man, yeah. I should have put that down. Damn it. <laughs> oh, be a um, and
1: then I th- this Simpsons would be I think next chronologically.
0: Yeah, I think so. Yeah.
1: Um and then my last two I don't know which one started first, but since you guys both picked Fresh Prince as your number one, I'm going to put it at number two. Even though I have <laughs> Fresh Prince in my and then the last song, the last theme song I have is for Twin Peaks,
0: Oh, okay. which
1: is a very long one, but I love it so much.
0: Of course, if you have your own top five, or you didn't like Ryan and I, and you like Poppies, which is fine. You can tell us that in the comments. Comment on Facebook. You know, let us know. Start a discussion with us. Ryan will love to argue with you. I I won't because I will probably lose. I suck at doing arguments.
2: Yeah, no debate today, though. No. We're we're so. we're, open ears. we're open ears. Tell tell me
0: this.
1: Uh, what was your Josh and Drake? Is that one that you Drake both and Josh? Yeah, Drake Bell. Drake and I, I. I don't know. I've I've heard of it, but I'll. Check out the theme song later.
0: Yeah, so when this is over, one of the one of the actors, Drake Bell, he's a musician and he actually wrote mm-hmm. the theme song and he still plays it.
1: Okay. Oh man, another great, great thing, and it's because it's a musician done. It's like a real band. Um, the show, The OC. And the song was, like, California is, like, the theme song, but it's Phantom Planet. It's their song, I believe. I think that's who the band is. Oh,
2: really? Okay. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And, like, they got super popular. You know, that show kind of bumped their popularity up, and they played it at shows for a while. It's just kind of weird, like, to hear a band actually, like, playing a theme song. Like, I heard Bowling for Soup play the Phineas and Ferb, and I was like... Oh yeah! I totally—I didn't know, but I was like, I know this song. I love
0: this song. I—I it, it, uh, I opened for Jared Acoustic, and he actually told the story of that. He—he he said that they were actually trying to get like one of the Shrek movies, like a theme song in it, and then they mm-hmm. picked somebody else over him, and he didn't want to talk about it. Yeah, he didn't want to talk about them. <laughs> And he said that uh, they called him to do this one, and he was like, "I don't know, it's a kids' show." He said when he showed up at the office, they handed him a beer. He's like, "All right, I'm in."
1: <laughs> yeah, it's it's such a good, it's such a fun song, and I love that show. Like my kid always watched that show when he was little, so that's cool. Every show he was into, I was like, I was kind of stoked on, you know.
0: And it's pulling for soup. You, those guys are so nice. They did Jimmy Neutron they, too, right?
1: They really are.
0: Yeah, they really are. Jared's Jared's yeah. been cool. Like, I, I see him less than I see you, and I went to the 25th in Atlantic City for Warped, and I went over to the stage when he's playing. He's like, oh, hey, come up here. You opened for me in Pittsburgh. I was like, how the hell do you remember that, as many dates as you play? It's like I played one date with you. Like, I don't expect you to remember that.
1: That's awesome.
0: All right, so let's get into the special discussion today. So, worst gig ever, and what do we mean by that? We mean... Business end, playing end, something catastrophic. Um, Of course, Ryan and I haven't ever done an episode on this yet. We're trying to wait and do some guests first with it. So we're going to let Poppy talk to us about some of the worst gigs he's ever had to deal with.
1: I have. This is before I was in Hawthorne. I was just working for them, doing merch and tour managing. But they go down as the... Worst shows I've ever experienced, and also, like I saw the worst side of the industry. So this is a business side of the show, not a performance side of the show, because I wasn't in the band. But two shows in Michigan, same promoter. I I will not mention his name. No, because of course so not. We what, don't want to do that. I no. don't know what he's doing, and I don't know if he's changed. He was one of those guys who booked 12 bands he would he would book a tour package you know a five we had a five band tour package and then he added like 12 or 13 more bands on <laughs> made it an all-day festival kind of thing hey, right. so we're we're already <clears throat> starting off with like there's too much happening i show up there he's not there he's like oh two bands dropped off so uh we're gonna like push doors back we're gonna push the show back like two hours and i'm like i don't think we should do that so i'll try to i'll try to make this very very quick uh i ended up having the stage manage two stages so (laughs) oh no i'm telling all of these like kids who don't know me i'm just like hey uh you're supposed to be on right now what band are you in okay yeah you were supposed to be on 20 minutes ago like (laughs) Your set's over. <clears throat> and, and I'm like, oh, I'm going to give you five minutes. And I was like, this, sorry, this sucks, but somebody should have told you to play. I was like, you don't just get to choose when you want to play. I'm like, I understand that you don't know this. So anyway, it got to a point, like, you know, the show was supposed to start at, like, noon. It started, like, 3.30. And God. it got to a point where I, like, had to tell the guy, I'm like, my package has to go on stage at 8 o'clock. Like the contract says, because Hawthorne has to be off stage by 11. He's like, well, we're going to have all these other bands. I'm like, I don't care. They're going to have to play after us. Uh So it got to a point where kids were getting mad at me. Kids were getting mad at Hawthorne because I'm the tour manager and I'm being, you know, kind of a jerk. Like Chris was definitely in effect that night. Poppy did not exist. It was (laughs) Chris is the asshole. Uh, so I had to get on stage, apologize to all these kids, or else he said he wouldn't pay us. And wow. so as I started apologizing to these kids, I was like, well, for all of you that got your set cut short, it's because of that guy right there. And I pointed <laughs> yes. the promoter out. I'm like, yes. he didn't do his job. He lied to all of you. And the promoter was like, cut his mic right now. Cut his mic. So they turned my microphone off. And I just yelled to the crowd. I was like, all right, I'm going to keep on talking because he made me do this. I'm like, he's withholding my money. He's cheating all of you out of a show. Like every band that's playing today is getting cheated. Like nobody's playing the set they're supposed to play. So it was a horrible night. It got to the point where he threw the money in my face like to pay us out. And it was bad. So it was, so like, And that was my first tour, tour managing ever. I'd never tour managed before. And it was probably like four days into the tour. It was like the worst, worst possible gig.
0: Feeding you to the sharks on that one. Jesus. Yeah. And
1: everybody everybody in the band just like, oh my God, you, like you've gone through hell. Like you've battled for our band. So basically I, I was in, I was in with a job with Hawthorne because of that. Um, You had two shows with that promoter, so yeah. So (laughs) I don't know how long ago. Shoot, it might have even been on that same tour. Like, so we might have started the tour with one of his shows and then ended the tour in Michigan with another one of his shows. Mm. And and if it wasn't that tour, it was like the next one we went on. But like the next one, I call him. I was like, "Hey, like you're gonna pay me before I even load in gear," and he didn't have it all. And he's like, "Well, just take this." And I'm like, "No, go get me the money." And and it turned into the same thing. He uh, wasn't around. He wasn't stage managing. He had too many bands on the show. Some bands were being really like trying to flex they're like well we're local and we drew all these people so we're gonna play like longer we're gonna play when we want and i had to be a complete dick and like tell the sound guy like cut them like cut cut them right now yeah. because they've because I, I told them they had one more song and they're like they tried to play three more and i was like no uh that show ended up with the promoter actually sneaking out the back door with the money like we. Put people at every entrance and exit to like make sure that he that we got paid, and he snuck out through like a kitchen exit and like hightailed it out of there. So we never even got paid at that show, not not a penny. Wow, and uh, yeah, that dude, I, I mean, like, I've never been that mad in my life, and I'm just glad I wasn't actually playing in the band for the time because there's no way I could have handled like going on stage and performing at that point
0: that was before you had been as an agent probably
1: yeah i was trying to think if we even i don't even know i honestly don't even know if we had a booking agent. i think because there was a period of time where jt was booking the band it was like right around the time we were doing um well skeletons had just come out because we were touring on that record. So they were on wind up, but there was, the label was kind of, as soon as our album came out, the label went into like a divorce. So they, there was no money. There was no promotion, but I don't know if we, I, I called, we had a manager. If I'm not mistaken. Cause I called somebody and I was like raising hell. Like this guy burnt us somebody's got to like go to court. Somebody's got to go, go to court for this because we need, we need our money. Right. So I called somebody, but I don't know if it was an agent or a manager, but way before Ben, right. Uh, we didn't get Ben until 2014, maybe
2: or 15, something like that. Right.
0: Yeah. Somewhere he must've just started when I started working with you guys. Cause I started with yeah. you in 2015 starting to book gigs for you guys and do stuff
1: he was he was our he was our agent's assistant and it was kind of one of those things that like ben was booking you know ben was doing a lot of the work because he was the assistant and he just really loved our band and loved working with us and, and val was the guy above him who we loved like we really liked him but i'm so glad that he kind of pushed us off to ben because Ben is like we we went to Ben's wedding like we are so close with that guy, and uh, he has an assistant now, and I hope he never like says Haley why don't you take the guys because I won't <laughs> let that happen like no sorry you're stuck with us I know
0: Ben's Ben's always been great I've enjoyed working with Ben I talked to Ben a good bit just I talked to Ben probably about as much as I talk to you pretty frequently yeah and uh,
1: he's uh, he's just. He's, you can talk to him and just have you don't have to talk business with him you can just like he's your friend you can just call him like hey what's going on what are you doing uh and he's a motorcycle guy so we talked we talked motorcycles like last week it was really fun he's like oh you should do this you need you need to do this
0: he's a motorcycle guy even though he's not the handiest of handymen.
1: <laughs> he's trying though and that's what that, we were just talking about he is not a very good handyman fence was bomb yo <laughs> <laughs> This fence is terrible
0: I, I talked to him I have him on Xbox and we, we hopped in and talked for like 10 or 15 minutes right when quarantine happened right after he built the fence I was like how's the fence he's like well I didn't blown over and it's been 12 hours so.
1: <laughs> his fence is horrible but, so he, but he can he is taking apart a motorcycle and like redoing it so
0: yeah, he, he, did can, do, it looked he great. can
1: do certain things with his hands yeah.
0: alright so that's any other good Nightmarish work stories that don't involve I mean, me. Hopefully, no.
1: <laughs> okay. So, so on my first, actually, yeah. So my first tour playing with Hawthorne in 2014. It was the Silence 10 Year Anniversary Tour. We were out with Red Jumpsuit Apparatus and a few other bands. We played Jacksonville, Florida, and. Uh, we went, spent the day at the beach. We were on a bandwagon, so we were like there, either really early in the morning or like the night before. Um, so we spent the day at the beach. I had some friends from Georgia come down. I tried to surf for the first day, for the first time. But my friends from Georgia were in our in this metal hardcore band that I love and toured with for a bit. <laughs> And they came to the show and I have never played so bad in my life. Cause I was so nervous and we played this venue in Jacksonville that was like right on the beach. It's like a pretty, pretty good sized room packed. Like, I mean, big show. And like, I botched Nikki, like I, I botched every, I mean, I botched all of the songs. I mean, I knew this set by that point, like we were, we had been on tour for like a week or two or whatever. So like, I knew the songs and I had practiced, but I was just nervous playing in front of these people that I like respect as musicians. So I was just, my nerves just got to me and I'd spent a day in the water. So I was just super tired. But that night, I mean, it's bad. Like everybody in the band's looking at me and I'm just like, oh my God, just get through it. And uh, I go to my bunk at the end of the night, and there's an envelope, and it's a plane ticket. They essentially fired me that night, and I opened it up, and it's just paper like, folded up, and it's like the joke is revealed that I'm not actually being fired. But like <laughs> wow. that was that was from our bass player Matt. He was like, "Yeah, I knew it. You're, I was gonna say out.
0: that's a Matt move. That's such a Matt move." <laughs> yeah.
1: But, like, so there's there's the joke that I'm like, I, when I opened it, when I saw it, I was like, well, I'm going home. At least they're paying for my plane ticket home. Um, but I get it. Like, I played so bad. It was like a kid coming up on stage who had never, like, played drums. Let alone, like, yeah, it was terrible. That was that was my worst show I think I've ever played in my
0: life. Chris Rowe runs out on stage, freaks out, throws a drum kit. No. Oh, <laughs> oh God. <laughs>
2: Have you seen that video, man? Oh, I'm sure. Uh, I've heard of it, but I've never seen it. Oh, man.
0: I, I, had, I was watching Chris do a, one of his live streams. He's been doing a lot of them lately. I watched mm-hmm. one of them the other night. And uh, I kept, like, I've always heard rumors, like, back in the day, he used to have a temper. And I thought, I don't, I don't know. And I pulled up YouTube and I found it. I was like, Jesus Christ. It's like, because the guy who was drumming for him plays in Pat and Pending. And I was like, oh, man, what? It's like, wow. When-
1: when we were on the tour with them, we were in Denver and the drummer that they had on the tour, his name is Nick, who's a really good friend of ours to this day. He like drives us he's driven us on tours. Um but he was talking about it. Like he's like, Oh yeah, like this video, it's it's out there and it's it's crazy. But he was like telling the story and I was like, Okay, cool, I that's I've got the visual. I'm good. Like right. But okay. Yeah, it's it's just, it's crazy to, right, like, see JT, somebody kind of lose it. That's
0: all, that's all I'm seeing now. JT turned around and throws kick drum at Poppy. <laughs> oh, know.
1: my God. Never, never. J, JT's <laughs> turned around and given me some looks. Uh, I don't know if he's ever... He's never done that to me on stage. He he We almost got into a fight in, in England this year uh, at the merch table. Like, I'm fucking quitting. Like, he was – I I pissed him off so bad. It was such a good show, but, like, he was just, like, frustrated with something, and he was just so angry, and I was just kind of pushing his buttons but that was it, at the merch table.
0: <laughs> JT, JT has always been real cool with me. Like, he doesn't talk to me and get real personal like you do. But JT's always been cool with me and I've always kind of felt like him and I might have a friendship there. And uh he uh he came down 2 years ago. Actually Drake Bell was at Park Rock and we were in a different venue that actually had a green room, thank God, to <laughs> fix that problem and JT was down playing acoustic and uh he was sitting he was sitting side stage with my drummer at the time watching a Penn State football game against Ohio State. <laughs> <laughs> they two were just talking shit at each other the whole time. It was amazing. Oh. We played
1: um, the, night, the night that the Cavs, like, won the championship. We were in Michigan playing a show. And Matt and JT were, like, between songs. They were like, hey, sorry. And they would go back to, like, their amps and just, like, check the scores. And, like, they were <laughs> watching the game during the show. And... <laughs> they clinched the game right before our last song, which is Ohio. There's like 20 seconds on the clock. We're just going to wait. And they like made the crowd like be patient and wait for it. And uh, that was a pretty cool moment. But like they were so distracted the whole show. It was a really, really good show. Like the energy was really good and people were like cool with it um, because it was such a good show. But it was kind of funny just like watching them watch – sports during the show.
0: So that's why Matt puts his pedal board on the back of stage all the time. now. Yeah. So he can yeah, just watch sports every game. He's always, he's game.
1: always checking his <laughs> phone. He's always checking the, checking the scores.
0: <laughs> oh man. Um, one of my, another good Hawthorne story for you is uh the, the last time I worked with you guys was at actually up here in my area at Penn state. They got booked like two days before for a gang yeah. for the university, a band their the band that they had booked. I don't even remember who it was. Their band I, was it? It wasn't like it, it, it's a it's a big band,
1: right? It wasn't right. like Eve Six or something crazy no, like that. Though, no, was something
0: it? newer, something newer. Like, like Poppy? Was no, nothing. Or... Hotel something. Um, not Hotel Books. That's they're on the same. Um, I don't remember. Either way, um, the drummer had to like go to the hospital last minute. I remember the girl who booked it was so pissed because she loved that band. And then I just remember I remember showing up for the gig and I pulled in and actually we were we were loading in the night before and they were like, yeah, we booked Hawthorne Heights. I was like, no, you fucking didn't. They're like, you guys like you guys are just fucking with me. They're like, no, we booked Hawthorne Heights. (laughs) And my buddy who works at my full time job is like, oh, you're happy because he's like, you get to work with your friends. You're all happy. And meanwhile, this girl's devastated because her band wasn't gonna be there. It's like I felt so bad because I was so excited because I hadn't seen them in a couple months, and she's devastated. and I remember like I remember that show because you guys took like j t took long breaks between songs to milk the time out.
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean, so we were what, contracted for like an hour and a half or two hours or something. Right. and. Wow. We got the call. Like, Matt was still living in Ohio at the time. I think Matt was still living in Ohio. I could be wrong about that. But like, yeah, Ben called us and said, "Hey, can you guys play a show tomorrow in in Pennsylvania?" Like, what do you mean? Is like tomorrow? Can you go do a show? <laughs> so we're like, "Yeah, I think let's group text really quick." And it, I remember JT sending like the text is like this is urgent. I need an answer right now, all in caps. Cause like, you know, every, every band group chat is like 30% work and 70% bullshit. Oh yeah. Like, and I hate it. Like I, I wanted, I want to be out of the bullshit chat so much. So like when it's like, I need an answer right now, this, yes, I'm serious kind of thing. Uh, so we hadn't practiced. I don't think we had been on tour in a while. I mean, like like you were saying, I don't know if it was on this round or the first round, but like we had been playing silence. We've been playing lonely for like you know, kind of constantly. So, but that's still only that's still only twenty songs, yeah. you know, give or take.
0: So right, that's, like that's, an hour really, and... that's really only an hour. Right. Right. Hour, hour and 15, depending how quick you're going. Yeah.
1: I mean, you know, playing no click tracks, everything's kind of like, everything's three minutes. And, um, yeah, he was definitely trying to like slow the time <laughs> down because I'm just like, all right, it's been three seconds. Let's play another song.
0: Oh yeah. Cause Matt, Matt and I spent a good bit of the gig bullshitting back and forth <laughs> while I was in <laughs> I think that was the first gig I've done all worked or played all these gigs with these guys. That was the first time I've actually talked with Matt. Like Mark's always said, "Hey," and JT's talked a little bit, and you and I talk a ton at gigs. But Matt was just all the whole time with me. And they, I remember getting to the gig, and they're like, "Yeah, like we switch bands, but we don't have stage plotters." Like, don't don't worry about it. You don't need that.
1: I, I know these guys.
0: Yes, <laughs> yes I, I I like you. Don't need that. It's just four piece rock band, super easy. Don't worry about it. If you want an input list, I could probably even remember it. Like, don't even worry about it. It's like,
1: yeah, and you walked in, like, uh, you still doing this with uh, back here? I'm like, yep. Yeah. Like, you you definitely had it all ready to go.
0: Including drumsticks for you. You did. <laughs> Wait, did that did was I the gig you forgot. Any... you forgot? You forgot you my bag. You left your stick bag and you texted me on the way there that day Hey, can you get me That's a couple right. pair of fives? Because I don't have any. <laughs>
1: Jesus! As soon as you said that, I was like, "Yep, I remember that." <laughs> it was and good. it was weird. It was weird not having a stick bag. Or maybe you no, know, you brought me a stick I bag. I gave you my whole
0: bag with two new pairs. and yeah. I was like, just break yep. whatever you want in there. I don't care. So yeah,
1: fun. just like anytime I'll like, um, we'll go do fly outs or mm-hmm. something like that. The, I used to not take a stick bag with me because I'm like, oh, it's like more weight in my in my carry on or whatever it is. But then I realize if I have sticks on the kick drum, a lot of times they're going to, like, vibrate off. And then I'm like, well, where do you put them? Like, you can't just have them laying on the ground because you can never reach them. Like, if you right. drop a stick, you're not, you can't reach one that's on the ground. So I've made a point to always take a stick bag, even if it only has three pair in it, just so I can, like, attach it to the floor time, and that way I have. So you bringing that bag... Probably saved my butt because just just having two pair of stick, sticks wouldn't have really kept me from freaking out.
0: This guy, this guy over here is like, "Oh, I'll pay! Don't worry about it. Just don't <laughs> like, come on. Don't your money. You're from Ohio. Your money's no good in Pennsylvania. Keep it."
1: No, no, <laughs> the, the money does not cross cross the border.
0: Uh, nothing's allowed to cross borders at this point with this fucking quarantine. Except for except uh, people are, people are crossing the border all the time now. Hopefully not from New York. The place is a complete hot spot for this mess right now.
1: Yeah, it's true. We had a, I had, a fr- I had a friend has been going down to South Carolina, and uh, you know it's kind of it's kind of weird, like you know having to like quarantine yourself. Like, oh, I just went down and visited a friend, but like I should really do the smart thing here and like isolate myself for a, for a bit since I've traveled.
0: But going back to your comment about Facebook threads, what we do is this is a good source. we have one. Cause I have the same problem, with my guys. So we do one thread, and it's scheduling, and mm-hmm. then we and that's only for like schedule itineraries, anything like that. And then we have one that's the band general one, and that's where all the bullshit goes.
1: Super super smart. Like w- we have, cause you know, like on, on iPhones, you can like name a chat. And I remember, like on one tour, I named one of our chats because we had two different ones going because we, had, we were on warp Tour and we had a crew. So I had one that had the crew members in it. Then I had one that just had like the band plus our merch guy, you know, like the people that we were closer with or whatever. So I was like naming him. They're like, why are you naming the chat? I'm like, well, because if you look at our phone, it's going to have like the same four names, but you don't know who else is in it. So you're going to send it to the wrong one. And so maybe I should just start going through and like renaming our chats because we have a couple of them still floating around. Like, okay, this one's business only. This one's bullshit only. Keep, Brim, them, keep them separated.
0: Graham group chat from Shane told about something. He's like, oh, shit, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> to wrap it up, you should, we should tell Ryan the story about the 76ers knocking your tent over at Warped Tour. Uh, yeah, I have to hear that. Oh, he was mad that day. He, I've never, well, I've, I don't know him that well. But I knew that day. I told Kenzie, I was like we're gonna leave Poppy alone for a few hours. We'll come back and chat with him when he's had lunch."
1: <laughs> so, so we're on the Warp Tour 2017. I'm tour managing and drumming, um, and we had a crew. Like we had a we had a merch person. We had a guitar tech. We had my son might have even been with us at the time, but we you know we were rolling like eight or nine people. Uh, you know, including the band, and so where the venue was in the parking lot, you know, as they all are, right next door <laughs> to the venue, to where the main stages were. Uh, the owner of the Sixers had a helipad at the next building over, so he flew. Not you know, not him, but his helicopter came in to land at his helipad so he can go, you know, to his office or whatever it is. And as the helicopter came down, the backdraft from that started flipping all of the tents behind the main stage. So, you know, if you've ever seen behind warp tour behind like the main, you know, it's just, it's tent city for all the gear. And I think like five or six of us like lost our tents, you know, like in a storm, you're going to lose your tent on warp tour. It's, it is what it is. The wind catches it. But this, like, I wasn't there. Uh, I was probably running around, but I know that we hadn't played. Our gear was under the tent. Our tech was, like, setting everything up. And and he had it tied down to a fence. And it ripped and flung tents, you know, 20, 30 feet. And, it was, you know, those things are $1,500. So the, the whole, like, rest of the summer, Kevin Lyman came around and said, like, okay, who lost their tent? We're going to look into this. And we were trying not to sue by any means, but we were trying to hold the owner of the 76ers responsible. Because sure. I'm like, you destroyed – I mean, it was probably $10,000, $15,000 worth of damage. You know, I don't think anybody's gear really got damaged. There was just a lot of the tents just, you know. Um,
0: well, and I remember that day when I found you, when I finally got in, that was – you hadn't played yet because it was before the sh- the whole day even started. It was in the morning. and Oh, it was. You, not only – I got – I found you at the merch tent because the merch tent got fucked too. And you were trying to tape that thing or fix it or just <laughs> jimmy-rig it.
1: Just – I mean, I don't even remember how long into the tour that was. But, like, you know, the gear tent – like, the merch tent you have to have. Like, if you, if you lose a merch tent, you're ordering another one the next day or the same day. You're buying one because you can't go without a merch tent. The gear tent we found is crucial, but you can get by with, like, going to, like, a department store and buying, like, just any sort of pop-up tent, you know, because you just want something to make sure your gear is dry. It doesn't need to look pretty you know some some bands have like nicer gear tents than any merch band any merch tent will ever be
0: or they reuse the old merch tent from the previous theme and that's the thing
1: our our gear tent was an old merch tent Mm -hmm. but but you know still it was one of those things like man this is not cheap and now we're out so yeah that that kind of sucked but was kind of one of those things that we weren't the only band you know there were other people involved that had the same thing happen to them but it was just one of those like how what a weird scenario like a helicopter the 76ers owner I'm just gonna pop on over and I'm just gonna fuck some shit up indirectly
0: I remember I was like what happened to the merch And you just pointed at the helicopter was like fuck that guy (laughs) because you were so mad that day
1: Kevin, Kevin did his very, very best to, like, get to the bottom of it, and he was like, we're really trying to, like, have him pay for you know, any repairs and 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 I don't know if whatever happened I know that we had to send an invoice showing that we had bought the tent, how much it cost and we have just sent that over to the warp Tour tour manager, and I don't remember if, like, our account ever got credited or not, or if it was just, like Okay, you're, you're shit out of luck. But I mean, looking back, it's one of those things that, like, the show went on in that moment. Yeah. Like, when, if you in what you're saying, it happened in the morning where everything happens. Like, there's so much that happens from 7 to 10 a.m. on work Tour. That's the busiest time of day for all crew. Like, it's just so busy. So, when something goes wrong that big, it's going to screw up your entire day. Because now you're like, oh, I have so much more work to do because I have to go take care of this. And this is not an easy process. And I still have to go play and like, yeah, crazy, crazy.
0: Well, any last minute remarks, Ryan, or comments or questions? Love the T-Swift hat, man. Hope you saw our (laughs)
2: tour.
1: I'm going to give a shout out to my boy, Ghetto Josh. The Josh sent me this, this hat. He was so, so kind to do it because I have the T-shirt. And he's like, oh, I, I got a hat. I got you. Give me your address. So I wear this hat all the time. And for those that don't know, it's Taylor Swift in the Earth Crisis font. And it's oh. sick. And it's not licensed, so I will shut up now.
0: <laughs> uh, <laughs> the talent hardcore, baby. I, I, yeah. I, I, I. I, I didn't hear anything. I, we'll just yeah, we'll did, just, did, edit, yeah, edit, that out. I'll just edit that out.
1: <laughs> the guy knows what he's doing. Uh but you know. Yeah, my friend hooked me up with this and I liked Taylor Swift and I like Earth Crisis. So why not?
0: Nice.
2: Right on, man. Yeah, I just wanted to add T Swift in there. Yep. Yeah. All right. Yeah. And Earth Crisis. I I didn't even notice it was the same font. Really cool. Uh, yeah, it is. Yeah, it is. Oh
0: yeah. So all right, well, I think that's it for our episode. I hope you guys enjoyed our first ever worst gig ever episode. We're gonna to try to do more of these. Maybe if JT will answer me, I can get him in on one. He might have some good stories from even old school.
1: He's got stories for days. I
0: can't wait. So if you need screen printing, find Teamwork Ohio. Obviously, he needs more work.
1: I definitely need more work. Run Instagram. Hit us up. Uh, screen printing by punk kids for punk kids and beyond. <laughs>
0: So Poppy, I want to thank you so much for sitting in on this episode, buddy. It's so nice to see you and talk to you. I haven't seen you in a while.
1: Well, I appreciate it. Come on out to Ohio, 21st and 23rd. We'll see you there. You're on the list.
0: <laughs> Am I you think You're I will wa- li- you think I won't take you up on that? What do I have to do right now? I'll have to check my schedule. Oh, look, nothing. Nothing.
1: Tipping Tip Ohio. We'll see you there on the twenty-third.
0: <laughs> I'll take you up on that. So <laughs> Uh, you think I'll dri- Kenzie and I'll drive out. We got nothing to do. I'm be i t- I'll bring him along. Pay for the whole carpool. Totally,
1: that's totally fine. You're my guest
0: if you want to make the drive. I will do it. Thanks, man. I will probably take you up on that. You're Give, so very welcome. You have el- to stay
1: in your car though. Yep. All
0: right, Right. No tailgating. I'll, virtual elbow bump while wearing a mask.
1: Right. <laughs> you'll You'll tune into 95.6. You'll hear all the songs. Yeah,
0: and then I'll be I'll be inside of my window with my radio. <laughs>
1: <laughs> It'll be great. Cool. But yeah, <laughs> thanks for having me. I appreciate it.
0: I appreciate it. Thank you guys so much. It's been this ANC podcast. I am your host, Drew Zimmerman. And I'm Ryan Sharp. Thank you very much. And take care.
1: Bye-bye.